Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. As you may know, we take mental health and wellness very seriously on our podcast. We've done several episodes that focus on nanny mental health and self-care. Exactly. That's why we are beyond excited to now be sponsored by BetterHelp. We are strong supporters of the benefits of therapy. BetterHelp is such an amazing online source. With BetterHelp, you can be matched with a licensed counselor from BetterHelp's network of over 20,000 professionals. You can meet online and communicate through their secure messaging system. It is so important to find a therapist that is compatible with you. So you can always switch therapists if you wish. Therapy is an amazing tool in treating mental health. We are such fans of what BetterHelp can offer our listeners. That's right. We are able to offer you an amazing introductory deal with our code SHENANIGANS and receive 10% off your first month. We are so happy our listeners can access these amazing services through BetterHelp. Please take the time to visit the site and discover how BetterHelp can better your life. Yes, and that code again is SHENANIGANS. For 10% off your first month, that's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash shenanigans. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring our podcast. Most workdays, we wear leggings and a messy bun, so we don't always feel like professionals. But we are. We spend our days shaping young minds and providing a very valuable service to our nanny families. It's time we nannies had a tool to feel more professional. Well, it's finally here. The Raise Kids app is a nanny's full toolkit to deliver high-quality childcare. It features a modern-looking event log, the ability to add photos and videos, and my favorite part, the curated activities, including new themed activities added each week. Download the app today to explore. Then have your nanny family sign up, create the child's profile, and invite you as a caregiver, and you're off and running. (laughs) That's Raise Kids, R-A-Y-Z-K-I-D-Z, and you can find it in the App Store. Our girl, Shannon Parola, is not only an amazing nanny and mom, but she offers so much to professional nannies and new parents with her services. Shannon was a guest last season, and we were blown away with her credentials as a special needs nanny and nanny coach. Shannon offers coaching sessions for special needs nannies, nanny moms, and nannies looking to have a long career in childcare. She is also offering an awesome, and I mean super helpful, service of creating baby registries for new parents. How cool is that? Shannon offers a complimentary 30-minute consultation to all clients, nannies and parents alike. 
You can book with her through her website, the VIPparolas.com slash nanny hyphen coaching or the VIPparolas.com childcare slash coaching. If you are a nanny or a parent, we strongly suggest that you check out Shannon Parola. She is a nanny rock star. Don't forget the first 30 minute consultation is free. We will have her information in the description of this episode and all of our social media platforms. That is Shannon Parola at theviparolas.com. Hello and welcome to a very, very, very special episode of Shenanigans. Oh my god, podcast crossover alert. (laughs) If we did not prove before that we are millennials, we are proving so now with this like (laughs) mashup. Yes. We're we're recruiting, we're recruiting other podcasters. We're like, come on, come be our friends. Be our friends. (laughs) I mean, hey, celebrity podcasters do this all the time. Hell yeah. So we're just we've reached that level, Tessa. We are. We are celebrity podcasters now. We are. I'm such a I have like a whole entourage. Yes. It's pretty sweet. I, I'm I'm digging it. So we actually, I'm super excited. The voice that you're hearing that is not me or Marie is Martha from Chronicles of Nania, which is just like such a great name for a yeah, podcast. Are you a, a big Tolkien? Name. Are you a big Tolkien fan? Um, I am. I am. Although I have never read the Lord of the Rings books, um, okay. but. The Chronicles of Narnia is um, oh, it's a C.S. Lewis. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's yes. C.S. Derp. Lewis. Yeah, but I am Lewis a big C.S. Lewis <laughs> fan. Um, I read sorry. all I'm of a, those books. I'm an English major, and I was like googling. I'm like, who the hell wrote the Chronicles <laughs> no, yeah. of Narnia? Because I had no freaking clue. <laughs> and well, like they they were also really close friends up until they like. Were. Well, it, the funniest thing is like they were best friends until C.S. Lewis like became a Christian, and then right. and then Tolkien was like fuck off what no, is wrong with you, you. And, yeah but, but Tolkien was like really really Catholic and but he hated allegory so that's why they got like issues so he's like you're yeah. just being too overt like I've right. actually I've been to the bar the pub <gasps> where they used to like hang out have their inklings meetings yeah Aww. yeah that's wonderful. So I am that nerd. Wow. No, um, you guys are, so are nerding out pretty hard right now. <laughs> like, we're literally two minutes in, and that was some hardcore nerding right there. I, I was also an English major. Oh, so. god damn it. <laughs> I feel, I, I'm sorry. I am sorry. I know. Were I know. You, were you lit or were you writing? Lit. Okay. I was writing. I was okay. writing. Okay. Well, but yeah. I had to take a lot of lit classes, and that's why I'm like a little ashamed that I didn't know who wrote that. I'm like, God damn it. There, where was my spark notes? And then I like, never had to read those for a class though. See, I didn't have to either read those, those either, authors. but I had to read a lot of Shakespeare uh-huh. and thank goodness that Barnes and Noble came out with no fear Shakespeare yeah. because I could understand what the fuck he was saying <laughs> because <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like when I had to read Shakespeare in high school, like I, I wanted to like slam my head through a wall because it's I, not meant to be read. No, it's stupid. It, yeah, it is. It is meant to be seen. That is yes, very true. But, like, but I, I like, I was the biggest nerd ever in high school because I was like, "Give me all the Shakespeare ever. I want to read all of it." I have you. like, I have two different like full, um, unabridged copies of like all of his works. Like because people knew. 
I was wrong with you. I don't know. I (laughs) I memorized the balcony scene from Romeo and Juliet at the age of 12. Was it it because of Leo? Did you want it Um, because of Leo? I'm not. I don't think it was. I think it was that I I was an I I'm a recovering actress mm-hmm. and um <laughs> that's a really interesting way to put it. <laughs> yeah. I'm a recovering actor and I as a child was like well Shakespeare is the ultimate actor. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. So that's, that's... I I was just like I got to memorize this and I've played Juliet 3 times. Well, so... I mean if you memorized it then you should be yeah. Juliet. I understand that. Now <laughs> Don't drink the poison, all right? Right. Don't right. drink that. It's bad news, okay? Well, Juliet actually stabs herself. Oh, that's right. Yes. Romeo so, drinks the poison. Romeo drinks the poison. And then Juliet, which is really interesting because yeah. those are uh, swapped of the typical deaths uh, matching the gender. I mean, right, exactly. that was well, the He thing. was really good at pushing that envelope, though. He was. He, he was. was really, really good. He was really forward thinking um, for the most part. Like, there was still a lot of mm-hmm. misogyny in his, but like for the time, he was really forward thinking. You know what? Um, way, way to go, Bill. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> way to now, go. Are either of you like Marvel fans? Well, I don't, I, Marie, I don't think you really are like that big of a Marvel fan. No, I'm just slamming shit on my desk. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I have watched almost all of the movies, but I'm not one of the ones that can be like, well, in this movie, this happened, and that yeah. then made this happen in a different movie. I'm not that level. I well, like Guardians for, of the Galaxy because mm-hmm. Chris Chris Pratt, hubba hubba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah, that you was and I, about you it. and I will never fight over a man. I don't think Marie. Uh, you can, I, I'm. You can, ha- you can keep him. I love me some Chris Pratt and some Paul Rudd. That's oh, I, I love Paul Rudd. Yeah, Paul Rudd if you don't love Paul puppy. Rudd, you're blind. Thank yeah. you. Blind. He is, you're blind and you don't have a heart. He's just yeah, really puppy. gorgeous. He's like he's a gorgeous. Yeah puppy dog of a man that that face i love yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. never ages no in loki um uh what's his face um uh luke wilson is uh-huh. is also in it and tom hiddleston has done like a ton of shakespeare and um he <laughs> uh he and luke wilson were talking about um wait no luke is the brother i ooh. owen Owen, yes, there we go. Owen, I'm so sorry. So Owen it. Wilson, Owen Hansel, Wilson. Hansel from Zoolander. <laughs> so hot right now. So yes. hot right now. So, <laughs> hot right now. <laughs> so he, uh, they were talking about like their like their prior experience and like doing plays and things, and like they were talking about how like Tom would do Shakespeare, and Tom like looked over and he was like, "So, um, have you ever done Shakespeare?" And he was like, "That is a question that no one." up until this point in my life would ever think to have asked me like I don't I, I don't even really know like what Shakespeare is let alone have acted in one of his plays like, are you kidding? it was like the like the, like the biggest compliment and also like the most ridiculous question he had ever been asked in his life amazing so, yeah that's, but um, that's pretty strong I know like that's the thing is I like I, I'm a pre-K teacher now, and like the references to these superheroes, you need and like I'm a just, Muppets version of Shakespeare. I, I mean, like that's the problem. I'm like, shit, I don't know any of these freaking superheroes. I gotta like really study up. And then there's like this DC versus Marvel. It's like I, I can't understand it. Oh, I do. 
I know you do. Like you're queen of the nerds. Yes. You really are. Like, my God. And then there's me who I just want to watch like Simpsons reruns. And like, like I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. Simpsons and South Park. I was like quoting old school, like, or not old school. I was quoting stepbrothers at like the parent teacher conference because like we have like this really big room for our kids and the dads were like, wow, this room is so great. And I was like, yeah, we have so much room for activities. And I just went, stepbrothers. (laughs) (laughs) So I like won over all the dads with that. Yes. I was like, yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) We got room for activities, guys. Don't worry. Shit's gonna go. That's awesome. It's gonna be amazing. Yeah. Lots of room. Very important. Bunk beds. But yeah, so (laughs) um (laughs) Oh, Martha. Okay, so again, you started the Chronicles of Nania. What actually got you started to do your podcast? Yeah, so I started my podcast like five years ago. I um I had been posting like activities and things that I was doing on Instagram um, and kind of like stumbled onto the hashtag Chronicles of Nania. Um, like, I mean, I created it, but like I would start hashtagging like posts that I did about my nanny day as that. And then mm-hmm. a few different friends who had their own children at that point were like, oh my gosh, I would like read the heck out of a blog. Like mm-hmm. you should make a blog of all these activities you're doing. Cause they're like, I steal your ideas all the time. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. But I'm known myself and I am not going to sit down and write a blog on I a respect computer. You for that. I respect <laughs> you for that. <laughs> I was like, there's no way I'll keep up with that. And, um, but I was super into podcasts, uh, from, you know, years and years ago. And so, And I was actually engaged to someone at the time. We were no longer together. But at the time, I was engaged to a comedian. And every comedian has their own podcast. So he -hmm. had gotten all of the equipment. (laughs) And so he, like, set me up with all of his equipment. And then when we were no longer engaged, I got my own versions Mm -hmm. of the equipment and uh, continued to do my podcast. And so, yeah, I... I really, I, I also, as I was becoming a recovering actor, I needed a creative <laughs> outlet. Um, and this was such a good opportunity for me to like, just sit and talk with people about something that I feel really passionate about, um, which is nannying and childcare. And it also was such a good opportunity for me to learn. Like I have learned so much doing my podcast mm-hmm. like I'm a much better nanny for having hosted the podcast I have to agree um because I mean I don't know if you know our backstory but Tessa harassed me um to... <laughs> I stalked her I was mm-hmm. determined sometimes you gotta yeah, yeah. She, she 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 made a beeline for me and yeah. <laughs> I fell in love and I couldn't I couldn't As. deny it. But but it's just it's very funny because your story sounds very organic, like how you became oh, and mine a was podcaster. And like yeah. I mean Tessa was on a 
freaking mission. She was like, I was like, how can I, how can I ensnare this woman and like entrap her into being my friend? Yes. That's like the only way that adults can make friends, I guess now is to like, Start a podcast together. Yeah, you have to start a podcast yeah. With well, them. and like trap them in some way. Great, right, um, right, right. It's true. So- <laughs> I felt like I I didn't have anywhere I could go. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, now I have to ask because um, the the whole backstory with comedian and you are in Chicago, correct? Yes. So I feel like I hear a lot about the improv, like Second City mm-hmm. and things oh like my that. Gosh, yeah, Chicago's have, fantastic. Have you ever been to Second City? Because um, Chris Farley is like maybe one, if not my favorite comedic actor, like ever. Mm-hmm. Um, have Have you actually seen the stage that like he performed on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, oh, I've <laughs> I've performed on that stage. Shut uh, your freaking <laughs> mouth! <laughs> what? Yeah, I I did the whole uh, Second City run. They took so much money from me, um, and I auditioned that, and Martha? made it into. <laughs> I auditioned oh and, what? and made it into conservatory at Second City, which you have to audition to have the honor of paying them even more money. And um, I made it in, but I couldn't do it because I was in a professional show oh. that conflicted with it. And so I chose the professional show that I was already in that I was getting paid to do versus right. paying them more money. I understand um, the incentive of a paycheck. I get that. I get yeah. that. <laughs> but I guess I don't know if like the boards are the same because there was a fire at Second City a while back. So okay. they have rebuilt. So I don't know that I'm like literally strutting the same stage that he was Did they on. have like any memorabilia or anything from the people they've that they've got so many pictures and like handprints. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, it's cool. If you're ever in Chicago, one, hit me up. Two, I can get you actually. I have a, a really dear friend who is in one of the professional shows that she's now getting paid to be at Second City. Good for them. So we can go. We like, can that's go. That's like nice. so cool because yes. I have always dreamed of that. I have like, I don't know. I just, because so many SNL greats have come off mm-hmm. that stage. Well, Stephen Colbert as yeah. well. Like I, 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 there's nothing that I don't love about that man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Strong um, agree. Yeah. yeah so, I mean, I, I don't know, Marie. I think that should be our first road trip once it's safe. Dude, it's that is just like so cool to me. And like I know too, my my like hero who I aspire to be when I grow up is Conan O'Brien. Yes. And he did so some smart. stuff in Chicago too. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm like, everybody's so funny in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. I've been watching all of his like uh his stuff that he did on TBS after he finished with what was it like CBS or I don't remember which oh, one you mean was his on. traveling one? Yeah, his traveling one. That's what one, I, I was he, like, just tra- watching it. Yeah, he like his um producer like oh Jordan uh, Schlansky yeah yeah he's such a he's such a douche (laughs) (laughs) I think he's just on the spectrum (laughs) he's he's always been like in his sketches even when he was on NBC he would show up in his sketches Mm -hmm. but like oh my god he's like the epitome of a douche on the Italy (laughs) I just I just watched the episode where he bought his um assistant her like hundred dollar car yeah which was horrible but um no but, but yeah. that's that's awesome so you you again you went to school 
for literature because mm-hmm. you have you have brain smarts i had i don't i like faked <laughs> it until i made it like i don't like, yeah. like i don't know i feel like there's a difference between an english lit major and an english writing major yeah one is just like analyzing what other people have written and the other is creating their own mm-hmm. you were creating yeah, your you're own creating, that's yeah. awesome it takes a lot of brain power. I don't mean to like toot my own horn, but beep beep because I took an advanced Shakespeare class. Yes, I'm that smart. No, I'm just yes. kidding. Um, and I took Richard the uh-huh. Third, and I turned it into a South Park spec script. <gasps> oh, nice! Amazing. Cartman oh, Marie, I need to see this. Guys. Yeah, I would like to read that. And it's, we need to like upload it to a Google Doc and share it with the world. It's called yes. a masterpiece, is what it is, guys. Yeah, yes. I believe it. But right, yeah, Matt that's Stone the- and Trey Parker. Do they have kids with and nannies? I don't know. They don't talk about it if they do. Yeah, they're 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 very very secretive. They're very secretive. So it's okay. But here's the deal. Carmen ran for student council. So Mm -hmm. he was my Richard III. Nice. That's perfect. And I just, I mean, I had all, uh, Wendy, like I based it on the 2000, what would that be? The 2008 presidential election. Uh Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It it was amazing. It was that beautiful. sounds really good. But nice. but yeah, that's I mean, my my professor was like, just run with it. Just do yeah. you. Mm-hmm. I was like, thank you, man. I For, need to see this. Doctor Doctor Bright, thank you. <laughs> thank you, buddy. You said you saw something special in me, buddy. Yes. <laughs> Love it. But so when did you start nannying? After so, like you, you were acting. You had studied literature. You know where where does the nannying come in? Was it like while you were in school? Was it just to make some extra cash? Like, how did that happen? Yeah. So I I grew up and went to college uh, in Knoxville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. and then I graduated and I was like, I must get out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, I love. It's a lovely place. It's a really cool city. It's not that. Knoxville is bad. It's that I just needed to live in a different city than my parents. Did you drink a parents. lot of bourbon? I don't like bourbon. What? <laughs> I know. I know. What? I'm a tequila girl myself. But um, and so then tequila and I, I are not friends. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've been pretty careful to make sure that I have never had that night that a lot of people talk about with tequila. Uh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I'm forget. Like, I'm not going to make the mistake of having a regretful night. Um, Although I guess I have had one regretful night on tequila, but I still drink it. Um, (laughs) Anywho. So I decided to move to Chicago to pursue acting um, because it's what I wanted to do. And so, and, and this was after actually I finished my grad degree in secondary English education. So I had taught high school for a year and then I was like, I have to get out. And so I moved up here and I was in search of literally any job, you know, like you do when you move to a big city or any new place, but really a a big city. And um, a family friend was looking for someone to take notes at a business dinner um, and so I was like, me, me, I will do this for money. Please pick me. And she said, yeah, come on. And so as we were like sitting down to dinner, I was like, oh, does any of this have tree nuts in it? And she was like, oh my gosh, you're allergic to nuts. 
She was like, my kids are too. She's like, do you babysit? And I was like, yeah, I absolutely babysit. And then I ended up becoming her nanny. She did freelance work and so, or like contractor work. And so she would have like really busy seasons and then less busy seasons. So Mm -hmm. during the busy seasons, I was like a nanny and consistently there. Um, And then I fell in love with nannying. And so I started, she started recommending me to friends when she was in her less busy seasons. So when I started, I was like a quilt nanny, like a patchwork nanny of Mm -hmm. just covering a bunch of different families um, needs. And then I got tired of that. (laughs) So I went to um, full time with one family. And then from there, word of mouth has mostly carried me through Mm -hmm. to different families as kids have outgrown me. Yeah. No, that's, that's great because I mean, so many times we've, we've joked, but so many of us have literally fallen into being a nanny. Like I don't, we've met maybe a handful of people that are like, we chose to be a nanny. This is what we always wanted to be. And I'm like, I wanted to write for Conan O'Brien and that (laughs) fell down the shitter. So now (laughs) I feel like I've only ever met like one person and it was, she was a Norland nanny. And that's it. Okay. Like she, you know, uh, that was, and she's not a nanny anymore. <laughs> I know. So, funny. That's what's so weird is that, like, I know for me, like, I graduated during the freaking 2007, 2008 writer's strike. So I wasn't getting a job. Right. And, mm-hmm. then, and then, you know, the freaking economy tanked. <laughs> yeah. And so if you could get a job, you held on to it with like white knuckles. You're like, right. oh my God. So, you know, that's that's kind of how I fell into it. And, you know, it is what it is. But it is really it's very funny how many nannies start out by, well, I was going to do this. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm this curious. Yeah. I'm curious, though, if as I think the profession of nannying becomes more recognized as a profession, because it is. We yeah. all know that. We're listening yeah. to these podcasts. Um I I wonder if it will become more people's intended career because I, I think so. yeah I think a lot of the barrier to that being people's dream is that they don't know as children like it's not talked about like they don't and and really like representation matters and a lot of the representation of being a a nanny is like bad you know like there's a stigma there's there is still a stigma regardless if we can say yes national nanny recognition week or Mm -hmm. you know be nice to your nannies or pay your nannies the right way or you know what have you i think so much of what happens is that i i didn't have a respect for it even while i was doing it because if you don't work for the right employer right you you don't feel like you're anything until you find your unicorn family then you can be like oh wow I am making a difference oh wow I am like a really useful entity to this family but if you're working for a family that doesn't give two shits about you well then you're not going to have a respect for the profession either. Cause you're like, why am I doing this? Right. right. And that's what's, that's what's hard. And I think, especially, you know, since Martha, you and, and we still 
push like, no, this is a profession. This is something that is important. This is, you are helping shape these young minds. You're aiding these families. You're, you are making an impact. And hopefully that stigma is starting to kind of wither away because we're like, yes, we were treated like hot garbage, but (laughs) that doesn't mean you need to be. (laughs) I think, you know, I think that there needs to be more advocacy in other professions for the profession of nannying as well. Like the more I think mm-hmm. about it, like, uh, cause I want to go on for my doctorate very, very much. I'm applying again this autumn um, to several places. Like, please let me study with you. Um, yeah. I, I know where I want to go with my thesis, but I, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, you know what? I really, maybe I should focus on, you know, nannies and nanny like backgrounds and trauma and the need to care for children and protect them and how, you know, that interferes even with our our own selves in our own profession advocating for ourselves because we're so good at advocating for the children that we care for and advocating for other nannies, but so bad at advocating for ourselves. And I feel like if like the psychological community and the APA were to say, hey, Actually, there's a whole category of professionals who are systematically abused um, then and shine a light on that, then maybe that would help. You know, if, if, if teachers would advocate for nannies and like right. business people in general would advocate for nannies instead of, you know, just focusing on our inability to do it ourselves, because for the most part, like we, we are where, you know, and I'm not saying that all nannies are traumatized. I'm not saying that all nannies are, have been abused in their lives. It's just a large demographic. It's, it's a large portion, I think, of nannies I, as a I whole. I think a large yeah. misconception too, and I don't know, Martha, maybe touch on this if you, if you can, but yeah. with me, I didn't realize that like normal families had nannies. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. I really own it, honestly, like when I first got into this profession, I was like, only movie stars have nannies or only like athletes or really successful businessmen. And it's like, no, these are families where both parents are working both. Mm-hmm. Par- like, you know what I mean? Like it still has like a family dynamic where you're walking into someone's home and you're helping with their children and their people too. Everyone is a human. And right. I think that was like the biggest thing for me was putting that misconception of nannies only work for celebrities out of my head because I was kind of like, well, is this, is this what it is? Like, I don't, I don't understand. So did you have any like kind of culture shock with that? I guess? <laughs> yeah, I think I had less of that because I had, they don't actually call themselves my nannies because they considered themselves more babysitters but I had two women who for all intents and purposes to me as the child felt like my nannies um they were consistently there you know there was this like seamlessness between them and my mom um of like because they worked with my mom too you had like essentially nannies growing up Yes. And they, they've been my former nannies, like my nannies were on the podcast, I think for my 50th or my hundredth episode. I can't remember which one. Oh damn. I'm going to have to listen to that. That's amazing. I didn't realize you had your own nannies too, when you grew up. See, I was a childcare kid. So I, I, my mom was a childcare director for like most of my 
formative years. And um, yeah, I never, I never, ever, ever realized that nannies worked for like this regular families. I had no clue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My mom for a, a while was a, a single parent. And so it, she, I was also a childcare kid and, mm-hmm. and had some nannies who were, she worked at the university of Tennessee and the residence halls. And so they were RAs that she knew and trusted. Um, oh, and very cool. was like, would y'all want to help? And they, they said, yes. Wow. That's mm-hmm. great. That's really cool. That's a yeah. cool backstory to that. I like it. Yeah. 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 Very, very cool. Now, so you're in Chicago. You you said, no, I don't want to be famous, Second City. Screw you. <laughs> and um <laughs> It was it was a little bit more like, um, oh, I would like a steady paycheck that actually <laughs> happens like, you know, weekly or bi weekly. Uh <laughs> so with your with your nanny families, uh what's like your span of time per family that you've been with? Yeah, I I mostly work with families for three to four years at a time. I certainly have like two of my original kiddos um, from that, like those patchwork days. Um, I then was more full-time with them. And then, uh, and I'm still like, I go to their plays. I like visit with them. Now I puppy sit for them. Um, you know, like they're never not going to be my kiddos. Yeah. Um, but usually, yeah, three to four years is, is my average per family. That's solid. Yeah. That's really solid. Now, how long have you been with your current family? Um, for less than a year, um, oh, so you got it right in the pandemic. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I, um, I was in a nanny share before this family and I think that nanny shares are lovely. I think that they can help families who could otherwise not afford a nanny, the ability to have a nanny and, um, and they're lovely. And I, I really enjoyed working in They're one. certainly more popular now, especially with the pandemic, about how yes. these like pods have formed. And yes. families are able to work it out and make it like a fluid kind of thing. They are beautiful. Yes. And, uh, and na- but they are also hard. Nanny shares mm-hmm. are hard. Mm-hmm. And um, they were harder during pandemic. So, because mm-hmm. everyone's like, each family's, different boundaries around COVID restrictions and those clashed. And it, it just was really, really hard. Um, and everyone was doing their best. Um, and it still was really hard. And so I found a new family yeah. <laughs> of one. I was like, I would like one, one set of rules to follow one set of. Yeah, that's that, that is tough. I mean, I just know like, thank goodness my family, my nanny family and I have very, similar viewpoints on everything that's going on. And I feel like that is so necessary, especially, you know, if you have kids going to school or you have other extracurricular activities and travel and all of these different moving parts that honestly, before the pandemic, you never gave a second thought to. 
And, and it was it was not okay to even like talk about. Like yeah. it's not it's not really okay for a nanny family to ask you like what do you do on your time off? But yeah. during pandemic, it kind of is important for it, them to have a general sense. That that kind of had to be erased. Yeah. And I feel like for me especially, I don't know, I've been with my nanny family for almost 8 years now, and so oh, that's great. For me, it was not, it wasn't as jarring, I guess, when they were asking, hey, are you going to go and see your sister or are you going to go out to eat or are you doing this? Because I was kind of like, well, if I can't, if, if I can't go to work, then we're going to have a problem. And so it was like, if I can prevent any stress, I'm going to prevent that by just not doing something that's going to make me like stay up at night and be like, Oh my God, was I exposed? Did I expose this person? Did, it just isn't, it wasn't worth it to me, I guess. Right. And I know a lot of nannies have other different viewpoints and I respect that, but that was just kind of my whole thing where I was like, if I don't have to cause myself extra stress during this insanely stressful time. I'm not going to. And I, I don't know. So that was really, I, I don't know. I commend you for doing the nanny share because that, that is difficult. I, I, I know a couple of friends that have done that and it can either go really, really great or not so great. And there's no middle ground. If I feel like with those. Yeah. And, and for me, I will say it went really, really great for a long time. Yeah. And when I was uh, applying to agencies to find a new job, they were all like, you did a nanny share for two and a half years. That's amazing. Wow. You did it for two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it, and it's also, you know, as kids hit different milestones at different points, it's just, nanny shares are hard. Um, you have to have a lot of lot. really, really great communication. So, um, I, I would recommend nanny shares to nannies, but like really write that contract well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I've, I, um, as a, um, nanny agent, I do have yeah. a nanny that like loves nanny shares and she's like, you know, because it is a lot more money, <laughs> um, and it saves the, the family's money. And so I have written contracts with them. It's just, it gets tricky when, one family doesn't need help or like something happens and they like have to cancel for a day and like who makes up that extra cash because the nanny expects to make that specific amount per hour regardless. So like it, it, it mostly regards like pay and how that happens and who makes up the difference in specific situations. But yeah, as long as you know how to like work around all of that, then you're golden. It's just that like, I don't know. I like to think of every like worst case scenario when I'm making a contract just in case. Like, I feel like you have you know? to though. Yeah, you yeah. do. And I explained it to my nanny families like this of like, if you were at a daycare and you'd still have to pay for that day, you'd still have to pay for that day. I yeah. was like, so, you know, if, if it's during nanny share hours, you have to pay like it's the nanny share. Right. And I was like, if it's, if it's, you know, you book me for like a Friday night date night, then that's just the one family and we'll work it out. And that was written into our contract. But if it was during our working hours mm -hmm. and you didn't bring your kid over, then you saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if, and it, yeah. like you said, you know, if, 
there's extra time that one family needs that the other one doesn't, then your rate is your rate. Like, it's, right. like you just have to pay that rate. Like, but I will, also, I will also say this, <laughs> that I'm now working for one family and making more money than I did yeah. in my share. So like they are, they are really great, but I also started learning my worth too. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's encouragement for nannies out there that, oh, absolutely. you know, well, you, can, that, you can make that. That's the thing. It's like, when you start out, you, you don't know what to ask for. Yep. You don't know what you're right. You don't know any of that stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping, you know, between our two podcasts that the information is getting out there somehow. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you are worth this. Like you're allowed yes. to ask for these things. And yes. it's, it's just a shame because, you know, I don't want other nannies to go through our growing pains of like figuring right. this stuff out. And mm-hmm. I, I love you know, I think the stories are hilarious for the most part, Yeah, but it's kind of like, yeah, it's really funny, but I couldn't make my rent or I couldn't. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But I I don't know. I just think that's really cool that you're just like, yeah, I did nanny share for two and a half years and now I'm getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. For like less work. I mean, technically more children, but less like, of the work that I don't enjoy as much, yeah. you know, like the work that goes into nannying, that's like coordinating with the family and like all of that, that is not my favorite part of the job. I do it and it's fine. Um, but I have less of that type of work and more of the, like, I get to spend time with these really cool kids and, and my nanny shared kids were like, I love them very, very much. I'm not trying to say that these kids are oh, cool. No, we, understand. Kids. But, we understand. Um, yeah. But yeah, I get to like just focus on like caring for kids now. Now, I have this. to ask you, and this is something that I've always wondered, and Tessa, you have to weigh in on this too. What is your least favorite household chore as a nanny? Oh. I can name mine. Yeah, I'm just trying to think through them all. Um, households? Like, I mean, I don't, uh, me is, is changing the kids bedding. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean only, especially when there are like bunk beds. The, well, like, see, I didn't, I was bunk beds say. are rough. Bunk beds. I, I, okay. So I had one that was a loft bed. Oh. Yeah. And you want to talk about smacking your head off of a ceiling and like seeing stars. I think it happened to me a half a dozen times. Just trying to put yeah. that goddamn fitted sheet on. <laughs> I was like, yep. Oh my God. But I don't know. And crib sheets, the mm-hmm. old, okay, now the old school crib sheets that still had the bumpers that were tied around. Because bumpers aren't really used anymore, thank no. God. Thank but God. when they were, it was like a half hour process to try to change a crib sheet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if the kids, I, moved, of course. <laughs> right. I started making my, when I had to change sheets and it was bunk beds, Ooh. I made my nanny kids do it. That was mm-hmm. part of our day is I would be, I would like verbally coach them through putting yeah, on a fitted that's sheet. Beautiful. That's beautiful. Cause I was like, you can fit up there. I'm not going up there. Right. <laughs> I think like for me, like sweeping up wet food Ooh, off of the yeah. ground is like one of my least favorite parts what of the job. What about like American cheese where it like leaves a line when you yeah. yes, yep. Yeah, like f- cleaning up 
under especially the table. If it's rice. Yes. Oh, rice. rice the worst rice, rice up, especially tough. when it's like when it's fresh i always just let it sit and let it get crusty and then i'm like Me too. Right, that's what i've started um, doing as well but yeah i i think yeah i'd have to agree with martha on that because it, like it's it's the last thing that i save because i'm just i dread it like it's just so <laughs> horrible and like i have i have this like you always have that one kid that's just like i'm gonna dump everything on the floor oh, yeah. there you go here you go <laughs> oh, yeah. and but like so funny story for the um for the loft bed though so i was um i've I've had to change uh top bunk sheets before it's always been a mess i i hated it (laughs) not a fan but i'll do it i had the top bunk in my dorm my freshman year of college as well and i because i love being like up high i like i love sleeping up even though i have vertigo that makes no sense but i love being up um (laughs) Same. I, I, was, I like being up high too. I was changing my um my sheets and I was trying to make my bed in my dorm, standing on my desk chair, and I like climbed up and I like moved wrong and I slipped and I like came my the like the tail tailbone of my butt hit the corner of the chair Ooh. and I like broke my coccyx. <laughs> Oh, and then I refused to use a donut. And let me say, a lot of years later, I'm paying for not using that butt donut in class. Oh my because god! I, because I was, I'm not carrying that around to class. Like that's embarrassing right. carrying around a butt donut to your like you know every lesson. But yeah, it was like the most random uh, incident. But yeah, it didn't keep me from sleeping up top. <laughs> And like making beds up there, just I guess I'm more careful and cat-like about it now. I don't know. I I had my uh, dorm bed was lofted above my desk. Nice. And so similar situation. And I like orientation week, freshman year of college. I did like a they had like a bouncy house type thing. Or it was like the bouncy obstacle course. Oh, yeah. I know those. what you mean. Yeah. I did that. Twisted my ankle. And then like it's impossible to climb up into a bunk bed mm-hmm. <laughs> with the twisted ankle. So I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Luckily, I had a, a strong boyfriend at the time who yeah. like, literally lifted Boosted me up. Boosted you up. Yeah. I was like, thank you. Because... Otherwise, I don't know what I would have done. And he lived nearby. Like, he lived in the dorm next door. So I was just, like, texting him, like, come get me down. Oh, <laughs> Man, see, I just, I, I guess it paid for me to go to community college because I didn't deal with all your broken tailbones and all. <laughs> it's and dangerous. <laughs> Living in dorms is dangerous. Oh, my goodness. It truly, truly is. That's I all think. right. I worked at Bed Bath & Beyond, and I had to climb ladders all the time. That was when they had that. So that was my first job. I worked at a video rental store and it was like the greatest job I've ever Be had. Be kind, rewind. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, we did have tapes. Yeah. Like most of the most of it was DVDs, but like, yeah, we had. It uh, makes me so sad. Like I've been seeing like all these kids with I, I don't know. I feel so freaking old, but I see these <laughs> kids with all these shirts that are like at Target and Hot Topic. And I mean, you remember Hot Topic? It was like the yeah. scary store no one ever went into you know, all this stuff. And these kids are coming out with like blockbuster t-shirts and like, look how vintage this is. And I was like, 
Oh my god, I'm so fucking old. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all right. I, I joke with my nanny kids because whenever I started with them, Yo Gabba Gabba was like the shit. Uh-huh. And they are, oh my God, they're teenagers now. And so <laughs> they, I, I just joke with them. I was like, just you wait. I was like, in a couple of years, Hot Topic is going to have a boomerang of Yo Gabba Gabba stuff because that's what happened with us with the Disney princesses and like Nickelodeon Nicktoons and all of that shit boomerang back. And they were like, oh, my God, Miss Marie, no way. They're never going to come back. And I was like, just you wait. Oh, yeah. And DJ Lance Rock and I are friends on Instagram. So come on, man. Yeah. That's what kind Mm -hmm. of status I have, Martha. I'm friends with DJ Lance Rock. (laughs) I'm going to start following him now. You you should. (laughs) He is the shit. (laughs) I I, I didn't even register. But, yes, I – legit like loved Yo Gabba Gabba I whenever that was chosen yeah I, whenever that was chosen as like the thing that the kids wanted to watch I was like yes I I mean I went to flea markets and bought my current nanny children all the DVDs yes. because I was like <laughs> you need to understand the greatness of this show yes there's a party in my tummy yummy yummy so yummy so yummy yummy my brain just decides to like torture me sometimes and put songs in my head that I don't want there and like haven't listened to in forever but like randomly occasionally I'll get like the Elijah Wood guest appearance from the Yo- Yo- where it's like raise your knee raise your other knee <laughs> like randomly in my head sometimes and I don't know how to feel about it because I love Elijah Wood and I love mm-hmm. Yo Gabba Gabba but it's repetitive and annoying so right. it's, it's like, real creepy too uh, it yeah but it's but I love that I, I don't know I'm I lived into the weird owl circus circus song the other day it came on my Spotify and I was like driving into work I was like shit let's start our day with this so yes like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. Spotify Amazing. like knows me. I feel like they read my mind. <laughs> yeah, like they come up with stuff where I'm like, I haven't heard this song since I was 21, and this is amazing. Their algorithms work real well. They really do. They really- except that like uh, sometimes it's not my choices. Like my <laughs> my current nanny kids um, have the exact same taste in music as one of my ex boyfriends. Mm. It's like. Vampire Weekend, um, and uh, Avid Brothers. I love the Avid Brothers. That's not these are not digs at these, but it's just so fascinating because now that is my Spotify mm-hmm. identity. Well, my, my first nanny kids listen to My Chemical Romance, and I'm like, yeah. that's my shit. Like yeah. that was my college years. Was My Chemical Romance, and I said I was like, when they go on tour, whenever that may be. I am switching from going to Yo Gabba Gabba Live to we're seeing MCR and mm-hmm. I'm not cool. Like, yes, <laughs> but yeah, but I, I totally understand what you mean. Like the, I, I don't know. I nanny two girls. So T Swift is pretty, pretty strong right now, but they'll listen to like certain songs. I got them really into queen this summer. <gasps> nice. Like super into queen. And what a hero you are. <laughs> <laughs> Like, that's good. Well, I sang, I forget what it was, but like, we were driving somewhere. I think it was like to a park, and Bohemian Rhapsody just like came on. And I think I forgot they were in the car, and I just sang my heart out. And they like lost their minds. They're like, Miss Marie, you know all the words to this song. I was like, because it's an opera. That's why <laughs> you need to respect yes. Queen. And so now they like request it, and it's, it's hilarious. 
Mm-hmm. I love it. But I'll take it though, because there's some like real shit music out there right now. There is. <laughs> it's not very good. I mean, mm-hmm. and honestly, I don't listen to that much music on my own. I am a podcast girl through and through. I've got every day a podcast that comes out that I listen to. There you go. That's something to look forward to. Yeah. That's next level shit. That's I'm not there yet. No, yeah. I I mean I listen to Well, I'll send you my list. If yes, you want to. I'm intrigued <laughs> you listen by to this. any true crime? Um almost exclusively. No, not exclusively, Same. but uh yeah. I it's almost all true crime. That's all nice. Tessa loves. Tessa loves yeah. her true crime. Well no, I I love that and I also like I started listening to um I think it's called like a more perfect union where they like go through mm-hmm. our Supreme court and everything that like our constitution said, like, I you know, protects us from yet. it's really, really good, but it's also really horrible because like, I'm realizing that we have a lot fewer rights than I ever believed that we did. And I hate it. It's really terrifying. Um, I don't recommend it if you want to not be terrified <laughs> and yeah. be an American citizen. Um, so I it's great. Agree. I, balance out my true crime with news which the news is way scarier to me than Mm -hmm. the true crime um i'm just fascinated because i do think that there are a lot of nannies that are into true crime Mm -hmm. and i have yet to find like a facebook group or like the community to represent that then we should start one i know that's what i'm thinking is that this flintstones jetsons crossover is actually the start of <laughs> the nanny true crime podcast loving group you want me to drop a bomb on you as to why i think that is please so um people who enjoy like true crime and horror films and things like that um typically are people who are also traumatized on some level uh-huh, uh-huh. and when you listen to true crime or you watch a horror film it takes that trauma or that fear mm-hmm. and puts it into um a, like a category where you can control it and you like you know everything typically already or like these are events that have already happened and you can process it in a way that is safe for your brain to process it so like you're not in any danger and yes. you're able to like work through your own like feelings of terror and fear and trauma through those um, devices. So I completely and, agree. Which further proves my theory that a lot of nannies are the product of trauma and traumatic childhoods. Agreed. <laughs> and I think that a lot of nannies are um, naturally seeking cycle breaking. Yes um in their in their occupation absolutely and and i think that that's super important work um and i know for me it's really important to help the parents cycle break as well um (laughs) and so yeah that is um and i i'm back in school now to become a family counselor so like yeah tessa tell me do you have i'm 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 hearing that you have like a background in psychology is that yeah, I just okay. I just finished my master's um, in May. Um, Congrats! Thank you. Um, I still am being offered shit pay. <laughs> right. Yep. So yep. I'm like, I used to make thirty grand more a year as a nanny. Why are you offering me shit? I have a master's. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's really frustrating. But um, I'm going back for my counseling certification now, with the hopes that I won't have to finish my counseling certification, and then I'll be able to just go into my doctorate. Um, but I need a backup because, yeah. you know, I, if I don't get to achieve my goal of, you know, becoming a doctor, I 
need to live. And obviously with just a master's in psychology, you can't do fuck all. So, um, so yeah, that's, uh, so like going for family therapy is wonderful. Uh, I commend you for that because I mean, it is a logical next step if you don't want to be a nanny the rest of your life. Um, right. And you don't want to go into teaching, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, no, no, I'm, I'm not, like, te- yeah, like teaching, I think that that's a like, great path too. And I did yeah. teach Dang, <laughs> yeah. high school, and then exactly I was like, high school too. <laughs> yeah. And then I and then I switched to uh, nannying, and then now I'm into family counseling. And I I also um, recently opened a business with a friend for. Um, w- Katie Anderson and I both got certified in positive discipline, parent education. So Mm -hmm. we now can educate parents on positive discipline, um, which is wonderful because that I think is that cycle breaking um, Mm -hmm. that we were talking about. And so we started uh, this company called Compassionate Child Care, where we are helping, like we have classes on there and then also coaching or consultation Mm -hmm. um, to help parents and families and nannies like nannies are welcome to also yeah consult with us and things like that but um to really try to help more and more and more families uh just learn how to cycle break like you I know that no one wants to yell but it's like if you if that was all you knew Mm -hmm. all you know then it it's overwhelming and exhausting to learn these new methods while you're like to build the plane in the air is impossible without help I think yeah no I agree I definitely agree there and cool that you were able to start that though yeah you don't have enough going on I know right right? I was like okay I'm doing my internship I'm working full-time I'm gonna start a business too oh my god (laughs) right yeah I feel like we need to like connect after like aside from this and like brainstorm and collaborate on several other things because I just like I'm trying to figure out like how to start doing that. Like what, what can I do? What am I like capable? What, what do I have the authority to do right now? Right. Um, because I feel like I do have all of this really wonderful knowledge. I feel like I can be helpful, but I also have like zero self-confidence and I, I just, I feel like, you know, what you're doing is the kind of thing that I would like to also do. Um, but like, you know, do I, you know, do I have the right to do it? I don't know. You do. You absolutely <laughs> do have the right and there is a need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, let's connect. I yes. would love that. Um, mm-hmm. Because I I really do, I know without a shadow of a doubt that nannies are changing the world. And it's a lot of very invisible labor that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of the reason that I continue to do the podcast amongst the million things that I'm doing (laughs) is to continue to make that invisible labor visible. Mm -hmm. No, but that's great that that you're able to do that. I mean, that really is like, that's great because you know, you're, you recognize what needs to be a priority. Yeah. And that's, that's really important. And you know, that's, that's really cool. So how long do you have left to get your master's? I will be done August of next year. Woo! It'll come before you know it, man. I know it will. And I, I am loving, you know, like when you're, I don't know if this is how you felt Tessa, but like when I am in classes, it's very much like, this is absolutely where I should be. 
Mm-hmm. Like it just really felt. It feels great. Oh, you guys <laughs> yeah. are such nerds. <laughs> yeah. such nerds. Hey, I own it. I, yep, I yep, own yep. it. I love it. Giant nerd. Give me school the rest of my life. Nerd. I will be instantly happy. I know you like, could be a professional yeah. student. I am technically. Yeah. Like that's... Chaucer was writing about me. There you go. Yes. There you go. <laughs> no, that's so funny though. So you have the podcast that's still trying. How many episodes have you got? Have you done? Um, 176. Damn, girl. Mm-hmm. You like churn them out too. You get them out like every week. How do you do that? I don't know. And sometimes I have to take breaks like Labor Day weekend. I was just like, I'm not putting one out. <laughs> but I do churn them out. Um, I, I think it's because I really love talking with folks. Yeah. Like I, the, and then once I've recorded it, I have to. <laughs> get it out you know like so I kind of like leap and then make myself do something about the fall mm-hmm. <laughs> no I understand yeah. it was just funny because for a really big stretch of time I was like damn she she got more coming out now <laughs> good lord no that's awesome though because uh I know we've shared quite a few guests like yes. you had you had Sarah on the modern mm-hmm. nanny she's she's funny she is hilarious and her, she is doing really important work too. Her, her reels are something to behold. Yes. <laughs> like they she's are so good at it. He's so good at it. That's the thing. It's like, I think about trying to do them and I'm like, I can't, I can't do that. I can't do them better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like she just, she can make it happen. And then um, the mindful nanny, I know she's been on with you. Alexa Ray. Yeah. yeah. She's, yeah. she's a doll. She's yes, very she's darling. But yeah, like we, we've shared quite a few and uh, it's just really funny because people think like, you know, oh, two nanny podcasts, are they going to get along? And I'm like, bitch, I'm like, Absolutely. of course we're going to get along. I'm like, we're Mary Poppins and Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And I love, um, I love that there are multiple nanny podcasts out there. And I love that the work that y'all are doing, like it is listening to your podcast is like sitting with friends which is the ideal of podcasts. Man, you know, that, like that's, you that's a high compliment. Like, that's but a it's really true. It's really true of like, I love listening to y'all because it, nannying is so isolating and to listen to your podcast, especially because you all made the call to have it not, not for kids at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it more fucking exciting like, to listen to. <laughs> well, you that, know, like, that was our whole thing was that, I mean, we really wanted it to be relatable and we wanted it to be approachable. And we were like, when we're talking on the side with our nanny buds at the park, it's like, we have to whisper, we have to, you know, we have to be like, Oh, we're dropping F bombs every two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, we were joking about all this other stuff and like, it's so nice too, because like once you find nanny friends, Mm -hmm. like you cling to them because like you said, it's so isolating Especially mm-hmm. when I was an infant nanny, I was like, oh my God, I need to go somewhere. Like I need to be around people. Like I can't like to be an infant nanny during a pandemic. I applaud all of you because yes. I don't know how you're doing it. Like honestly, I God. mean, honestly, I listen to podcasts when I'm taking care of babies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A yeah. lot. Like either in my earbuds, if they're 
not appropriate for children. But I also listen to like Wow in the World and um, Story Pirates, like for my own enjoyment and for vocabulary for the infant yeah yeah no like listening to like even you know um the one that i mentioned before the the npr one um a more perfect union um any kind of like news thing like those are i mean that's good vocabulary for the children that's you know good exposure it's learning experience um you know we can listen to certain things definitely and i think like there are some families who are like oh well if they're swearing but they're using it in a way that doesn't like abuse anyone they're not being bullies then okay fine like as long as they learn how to use it properly um so like with swears if you can use it in the proper context i don't give a shit what you say same (laughs) i don't care i'm the same (laughs) but i have to play by yeah i have to play by the rules of the family but i don't and i tell the kids that like if they swear in front of me i say you know i actually really don't mind Mm -hmm. if you swear in front of me but you might get in trouble at school or with mm-hmm. your parents for using that same word. And so I like, and I talked to them about code switching of like, you have different ways of speaking in front of different people. So like, although you and I can talk in this way, you might not be able to use this same vocabulary. No, <laughs> that's, but that's again, a life skill that you're teaching them. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like that that's huge because not a lot of people are like, Hey, don't go into an interview and just start blaring off. Oh, fuckity fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Unless you're going to work at like a gym. Uh, <laughs> but like, no, that was one of my like favorite things of working abroad is that like, cause like over there, like they start swearing as soon as they can say any words. Right. Um, and so whenever they start swearing, like in English, it was all about like, okay, it's not what the shit it's what the fuck. Thank right. you. Yes, use it right. <laughs> use it properly. An English, a native English speaker wouldn't say "mother shitting ass." They would just say "motherfucker." Right. You know, like it just you know use it properly. Let's 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 hone these skills. Um, yes. So it, whereas like here, it's like oh, mm, I don't know, I can't say. You know, this is dumb. <laughs> if it's dumb, it's dumb. But like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it it really yeah it depends on like what the family wants, but like. But like Marie was saying, you know, um, and, and I think parents can also identify with this. If you're like a stay-at-home parent um, and you just want that outlet of like being yourself with another adult. And I, I feel like right. that's one of the greatest things about because we don't have colleagues. Right. You know, when you're caring for children at home, whether you're a stay-at-home parent or you're a nanny, like you need that connection. And yeah, exactly. And I think like. I love the other nanny podcasts that are out there, especially Chronicles of Nannia. Like you get the the information that you offer, the the lightness of it. Um, it's all extremely helpful. Um, we we just were like, we got to swear too, because like yeah. I, I don't want to do it. If I- <laughs> well, that's I'll have to edit thing. all I mean, that out. Even <laughs> even our logo, like I have our T shirt. I'll wear it like to work, and I, I mean they all they all laugh. They're like. Oh, there's Teresa drinking her apple juice because yeah, it's just you know whatever. Like I don't care. I rock that T-shirt anywhere I go. I was like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. my face on there, guys. It's a really, it's a really special cup I'm drinking out of. It's It's, her favorite cup. It's my favorite. It's her favorite. (laughs) Like you guys like your blue cup for breakfast and your purple Mm -hmm. cup for lunch. Well, that's Miss Teresa's favorite cup. (laughs) (laughs) Would have been way more confusing if it were one of those like boots that you occasionally get, you know, (laughs) at like Oktoberfest. Yes. 
Yes. It took me a second to find out if it had the foam on it or not. Because I was like, did I really sell this as apple juice? (laughs) Well, I mean, apple juice foams when you pour it. It does. It does. And if it's apple cider, if it's apple cider, it'll foam. Oh, yes. Apple cider, definitely. Well, tis the season. And root beer also. You can say it's root beer. I could pull off. I might be a cream soda. I think it's a little too white to be a root beer. I think it would be a cream soda. Yeah, Fair but enough. I mean, it's totally sold. Like, Hallow Thanksmas is my favorite season. So, <laughs> yes. you know, like, I mean, I've never heard it put that way before, but I love that. <laughs> this is my favorite time of year from now until yes. New Year's Eve. I am like, this is the happiest I'll be. Yes, I love yes, it. Definitely. I already have my Halloween shit up. Like, I don't care. Like, let's go. I yeah. saw one of those, like, which would you get rid of um, memes? And it was like the four seasons. And I was like, summer gone. Easy. Yes. That's like the easiest Easy. question I've ever had in my entire life. I just want Sweating fall, for though. no reason. Bye. Yeah. Like, I, I just take off the... more clothes. Well, I no, you the can't. forecast and it's supposed to be freaking 86 in Pittsburgh this week. I'm like, what, what's happening right now? Same in Chicago. I'm oh. so mad. I'm like, I thought we were done. And I know there's always another yeah. little bump and I get mad about it every year and I will until I die. Mm-hmm. At least, yeah. it, you know, at least we've accepted it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Oh, yep. There yep. you go. But I'm also going to pretend like it's a new thing every year. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, then I'm going to be like this well, year. Like, <laughs> like when we get when we get one more snow after having two weeks of yes. like decent weather in the spring, like yep. we're gonna get that one more snow. And you don't just have like to know. it's gonna it's gonna happen. There it is. It might be a light dusting. It might be a deluge. We don't know. But like, Ooh, that's a word it. you don't hear enough. No, deluge. I really no. enjoy. It. I did not use it properly. It is not meant to be used for snow. I apologize. <laughs> but... Wow, Marie, Marie and I were both like, yes, yeah, yes. you like totally crapped over our compliment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, totally I do not do compliments Take the well. Compliment, oh, God, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be my sound bite. Like anytime somebody gives me a compliment from now on, it's just gonna be Martha in my head. Like. That's my gift. That's my gift to you. I love it. Thank you. I love it. Martha, I am so glad we were able to do our Jetsons crossover. And don't worry, we're gonna be on her podcast too. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We're coming to Nania. Yes. Oh, we gotta go Go through the wardrobe. I read this book. I know we're winding down. I read this book that a former nanny kid actually recommended and let me borrow her signed copy. So you know that she loves me. Um, And the whole like premise of this book, it's called uh, The Disappearance. uh, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, (laughs) um, the premise of this book is that uh, it's our world and it's told from the point of view of the brother of a kid who basically goes to Narnia. Like mm-hmm. one day he disappears and then like a week later he shows back up in their attic and they're like, where were you? And he was like, you won't believe me if I tell you. And like the police are involved and it's like, if that actually happened, like how would you <laughs> move through the world because nobody's going to believe you. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good book. And I, I just don't, I think it might be the, the disappearance of Aiden as, as told by his brother. I think that's the name of there it. There you go. 
I don't know. That's what Google's for. That's (laughs) right. True. Google it. If you're listening and you're like, that sounds cool. The mysterious disappearance of Aiden S as told by his brother. Yes. It's a really good uh, YA novel. And I just think it's such a cool, because if that really did happen and the police are involved, Mm -hmm. because he's like, I couldn't say that I went on a bus or a train because there's cameras everywhere now. Yeah. Right. He's like, and I couldn't say I went and lived in the woods because I don't know how to actually live in the woods. So when they're like, what did you eat? I wouldn't be able to answer that question. Right. Like, I don't know what to tell you. I went, (laughs) I went to this magical land and that's what happened. I feel like I went to Narnia, guys. F off. (laughs) I need to read this book. Young adult fiction is, is probably like young adult fiction and uh, dystopian Yes. Um, young adult fiction are like like that's my jam so right good. there and I uh, I need to read this book and I need to read it now yeah. <laughs> thank you yeah. you're welcome oh my gosh we started with a nerd out and we're ending with a nerd out it's so <laughs> it's it. a book perfect ended circle it. book ended it pun intended <gasps> <Ay! Ay-ay-ay-ay. laughs> <laughs> oh um, my god man Martha I am so pumped we were able to do this I me was, too this was this was fun this, this was, was super fun. I, I I messaged you with like minuscule hopes that you would you would be game for this. I was like, oh, she's gonna tell me to f off. She's gonna be like, yeah. <laughs> no, no way, Jose. And like, please, if you're listening and you're like, I can't possibly, please always message me. Yes, like yes. always. Me- I I want to interact with other nannies who are passionate in the field. And I'm so grateful you did. It was actually literally on my monthly to do so funny to reach out to y'all. Cause I was like, I love what they're doing. I want to do a crossover. It and just, you know, with the million things that alive. I'm doing, I didn't get to it, but I'm so glad you that, did. That, that's Thank why, you. that's why we just, we we're in sync. We're in sync. Yes. You are the JC Chazé to my Justin Timberlake. Oh, thank you. There it is. But <laughs> digital get down was in my head nonstop two days ago. Yes. So it was fate. It's my, so beautiful. I'm, but no, this was this was awesome because I, I I just remember talking to Tessa about this and she was like, Yeah, if we can do it, cool. And I was like, All right, I'm gonna see if we can make it happen. But no, uh, Chronicles of Nannia is a great podcast that you can actually listen to with your nanny kids around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. she, she is uh, much more censored than we are. Um, <laughs> but you know what? If you if you want a nice little nice little podcast to enjoy with a cup of tea and maybe a biscotti that's linear in thought as that well. is very linear in thought <laughs> yeah ours as you can tell we I, and here's the funny thing i normally write outlines for our podcast and i was like screw it i was like martha's a professional yeah. she knows what to do yeah that's why this podcast is literally like chris farley carnival <laughs> narnia Oh wait, we're talking about this now. Oh, I smacked my head off the ceiling, changing a trundle bed. <laughs> you did an excellent recap of our episode. Thank you. I'm very impressed. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> but but yeah, so um check her out. Uh Martha, do you want to give your handles for your social media? Yeah, it's uh I think it's Chronicles of Nania across the board on mm-hmm. Instagram, Facebook. I'm not very active on Twitter, so you can follow me there, but it's not very active. Um Your Instagram I'm also, is pretty active. Yes, I'm pretty active on Instagram. I've also now dipped into TikTok, um, which is Chronicles of Nania there. And you can find the podcast on any place that you find podcasts, Chronicles of Nania. And Nania is spelled N A N N Y A. Yeah. 
Get it right, friends. Nice. Get it right. <laughs> sometimes people don't like because I I debated how to spell it too. Uh, should it be more like Narnia? Yeah, I, I like, mean the, that's why we're she nanny's nanny got to be in again. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it helps the the algorithm. Like we decided the same thing when we came up with the shenanigans name. Yeah, um, which I, I love your have, pun too. Well, well yeah. Tessa came up with it after how many glasses of wine? No, I wasn't drinking because I was driving. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I drank I... wine and celebrated after. Okay, because you texted yes. me and you were like, "Hey, I'm having a drink, and this is what our podcast name is." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I drank. I was. I yeah. I I drank. I drank a glass of wine to celebrate. Well, I started with one, and and, and I texted <laughs> you, and in celebration. But I was driving. I was on Allegheny River Boulevard. Nice. And I was like <laughs> shenanigans with nanny in the middle. <laughs> Those are the best. See, I get my <laughs> ideas when I'm I'm in the shower. I have really mm-hmm. good shower ideas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I get those. A I'm lot. a right before I fall asleep person. Okay, which it's like hopefully okay. it stays in there till the morning. You know, mine always yeah. fall out. Yeah, yeah my it's too. like fifty fifty. So there's a lot of lost ideas out there. Nah, what are you gonna do? Yeah, it is. What they'll it come is. back. They'll yeah, come back if they're meant to be. They'll boomerang. Exactly. They'll boomerang feel. back. It's all right. <laughs> No, this was this was great. And uh, again, download Chronicles of Nania. Martha, Martha's good people. She's good people. Great. Thank yeah. you. She, she was on the same stage as Chris Farley. So I mean, come on. <laughs> but, like, like I mean, come on. Like I may have been in the same studio that Mister Rogers like filmed his Ooh. TV show, but I mean, that's awesome. You were on the same that's stage as Chris Farley. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. That's a tough They're both piece. awesome. They're, They're both, both awesome. awesome. But yeah. yes. And then, of course, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We are not on TikTok yet. I don't have the mental capacity to take that on yet. I feel like I, I, I eventually will because I have a TikTok account that is completely blank. I just watch a ton of TikTok. Oh, I watch like, TikTok. I, yeah. I love TikTok, I, I think, enough to do it because it, I, there's enough dopamine in there you for me to be like yes, do a facebook post like you'll do a tiktok video you don't make I, any sense tessa oh, <laughs> i don't make any sense to myself if that makes you feel any better all right fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. but you can also if you ever feel so so obliged to uh, uh to pay us for doing shenanigans we appreciate any donations to our patreon account and also, we have a Redbubble store where you can get all your official Shenanigans merch. Yes. Go do it. Get your merch. Get your merch. That's right. And I will say, as a fellow podcaster, it is expensive to podcast. And it's it a is. free resource for you all. So, like, <laughs> I'm not saying – I know – People's situations are different, but if you have, if you enjoy this podcast, which you're listening, I assume that you do, a little bit of donation goes a long way in helping. Yeah. Yeah. It makes a huge difference to podcasts. We we even have Martha like trying to keep us going. That's awesome. Yes. Because it's important work that you're doing. It is for you too, Martha. My goodness. (laughs) And so we'll have links to all of Martha's stuff as well. Absolutely. Like her, you know, all of her social media as well as her Patreon because she just started one finally. Just started one. Yeah. (laughs) After how many years in the biz. Um, Yeah. So, you know, if you want to give to her, if you want to give to us, if you want to give to both, that would be amazing. Um, And we we appreciate you. We do. We all do this for your benefit. So um, so thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Go shoot over to Chronicles of Nania and listen to her amazing backlog um, because it's just great. So um, thank you so much. And we'll see you in two weeks. Bye, friends.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details.